And welcome back to a very special Thanksgiving edition of Focus Target Podcast. I'm your host, Smiley. With me, as always, Van and Shy. Gentlemen, how was your Thanksgiving? Awesome-o. That was good. A lot of food, a lot of family, I hope. Both. We actually had past. two Thanksgivings, one on Saturday and one on Thursday. Dude, that's so weird. So do we. Like, Saturday and Thursday? Uh, Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that waggy? Just one Thanksgiving for me. Well, well, if you want to skim through oh, your Thanksgiving, shy. Way to make the rest of us feel do. terrible. Yeah, the fat cats will enjoy our double Thanksgiving. Actually, the 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 Saturday one for me is called Thanksmas because it's a Thanksgiving slash Christmas get together on my girlfriend's uh, family. So it was fun though. I had a good time. Cool. Well, you know what would the Christmas, or I'm sorry, oh man, I cut myself off. What would the Thanksgiving season be if it wasn't the prelude to Christmas? And in that vein, I wanted to ask our question of the day. And today's question of the game is what game do you want for Christmas? Uh, let me start with Shy. Shy, what game do you want for Christmas this year, my friend? Oh, that's, a tough, that's a tough question, Smiley. Um, yeah, I think that uh, if I were to pick a game that I wanted for Christmas, that, so, and, and when you when you ask this question, do you does it have to be? Uh, <laughs> could it be any game, regardless if you own the system, or does it have to be a game of that course. you could play? Um, I mean, right. so this for, isn't, I mean, this isn't one, an ideal world. Haven't one, you ever heard know. about Christmas Miracle? Yeah, shy. I mean, maybe you would get the game with the system. That's how it used to be yeah. done back in the day. Also, it's not like any of our listeners is gonna know what systems you have necessarily <laughs> yeah but that's, that's not so, maybe intellect, uh, being intellectually <laughs> honest I, I guess if i were to pick a game like out of out of all games and all systems what i would want to get for christmas it'd probably be halo 5 is probably what i would want to mm-hmm. would want to get but i don't have an xbox one that's the only reason i ask so listeners out there shy is looking for an xbox one some controllers and halo 5 that's all that's all you're getting shy van yep. dane now what about you, my friend? What are you hoping to get for the Christmas under the tree? Does it have to be an actual game or a game you hope gets developed? Oh, dear. I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not going to go with Half-Life 3 on this one. Although that would be a Christmas miracle. Um, no, mine's pretty easy. It's one that I've been holding off not because of lack of desire. In fact, it's probably the most anticipated game for me, and yet I have still contradictorily not picked it up. I think that's a word. Um, that would have to be the Fallout 4 the new release of the Fallout series. I'm just too invested in the ridiculous amount of video games I have sitting and I can't justify spending more money right now to get a game before I finish off the rest of these that I've been playing. So, um, But yeah, if someone wanted to gift yeah. Fallout 4, that would be fantastic. I've heard mixed things about Fallout 4. I've heard that in a way it's a lot just like Fallout 3.5, that they don't really do a whole lot new. They just kind of give you more of what they've been doing with Fallout 3, which maybe isn't a bad thing. Yeah, that's, that's a good not game, a bad thing. I heard they didn't even increase the graphics that much either, and I did I hear that, that but I've been you know, obviously watching well. videos and whatnot, people share playing and stuff. Um, it doesn't seem like the graphics are ridiculously innovative or new generation, but maybe that is the style that Fallout 4 is going for. Maybe even if they had all that computing power, which they do, they choose not to utilize it all because what... I guess the capability of the machine is already, or PS3 was already able to do what they kind of wanted the environment to look like. I mean, look at games like WoW and whatnot, which could be massively improved graphically, but they choose not to. 
Yes, uh, uh, an interesting question. If only we had somebody who worked for Bethesda here to ask him. I feel like since one of our friends went to work for Riot now, I feel like we should have a friend in every gaming company that we can just get inside information for. But I'm going to start befriending people. Oh, that's a good idea. You're a, you're a schmoozer. Get out there and do it. Anybody listening to our podcast, if you work for Bethesda and you know the inner workings of Fallout 4 and why things are the way they are, you friend Van on Facebook or something. Yeah, don't do that. Do Twitter. Just do the Focus, Twitter. <laughs> focus Target podcast and all the information that we put at the end of the, uh, the podcast for you to contact us at. It's a great way, and it works well. I swear Indeed. Smiley reads all the emails. That is true. We haven't actually received any yet, so uh, that haven't been generic. But if you choose to email us, I guarantee you I will read it. I get them on my phone. If you email me right now, it, my phone would beep and interrupt the whole podcast. So, uh, you know, that's how that's how it goes. But let's uh, get back to the task at hand here. Uh, question of the day was, what game do you want for Christmas? I'm going to ask what, question, what game do I want for Christmas? And... Unfortunately, I had a pre-prepared answer to this question um, before when we wrote our outline before we got this ready, and uh, I was going to say I wanted to pick up Rock Band 4 for Christmas. That was the game that I was kind of looking forward to getting back into. Um, but uh, in a moment of weakness, my girlfriend and I ended up getting Rock Band 4 on Black Friday at a discounted rate, and we have definitely enjoyed it vigorously. It's a good game, and we, we uh, I'm happy I got it, but now I don't have it to use as my answer for the question of the day. So I have decided to slightly alter my answer to the question of the day and say what I really want for Christmas is for Rock Band 4's online multiplayer mode to be released so that I can band it up with my cohorts on the podcast. That would be you, gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, and I think it would take a Christmas miracle for that to happen <laughs> as well. Probably. Half-Life 4 seems more likely, or 3. 3 <laughs> oh, or 4. Oh, God. <laughs> In fact, even 4 Can't. seems more likely than they're gonna, multiplayer they're, mode. They're going to skip 3 and go right to 4. <laughs> they're going to sell Half-Life to EA and I'll just skip a number. Uh, well, now that's an interesting segue. So, uh, as you may recall, the three of us in previous podcasts had a lot of uh, anticipation for a game known as Star Wars Battlefront 3, which was being developed by the evil empire that is the <laughs> EA empire. Um, do you think EA is led by a Sith Lord? Maybe that's a question for another I think time. But we're Peter, never going to get Peter anything Moore, from right? EA. Was he a Sith Lord, maybe? In any event, uh, we decided that uh, today would be a good day to talk about Star Wars Battlefront, the game that is it's been out for a couple of weeks. We uh, all three of us have picked it up and been able to spend a little time with it, and we thought we'd bring you, our listeners, a quick review. So we want to start with uh, what is Battlefront? Um, if uh, if you don't know, uh, it's a series of games that uh, took the Star Wars universe and crafted a brilliant first-person shooter um, team warfare battle. So the original Battlefront was released on PC and did that, did that was that one on console as well? You well, know, the Van? original Battlefront. Original Battlefront. Yeah, absolutely was. Was it on PlayStation? Yes. Uh, okay. Two. Was PlayStation it two? two. Yeah. Okay, I know. I know Battlefront Two was on ps2 but I, I only had the original battlefront on pc and then i got um battlefront 2 on both systems but uh, i digress so so it was released it was a playstation era game and uh the really cool thing about it, one was the authentic star wars feel but the other part of it was you got to have 
large-scale battles of basically a control point control. So kind of a, you know, different areas of the map were controlled by each side and you would fight to control the map you'd get points for kills and for controlling control points and uh that was you know the the first game was pretty pretty basic but but really well done uh it, it was released back in 2004 september of 2004 um and it, it looks like it was actually for xbox as well my uh, my cohort van here is uh, feeding me statisticals um and then it was followed up fairly quickly thereafter by uh, Battlefront 2, which was a really epic game for its time. Uh, Van, do you have the, the release date on Battlefront 2? Do you know what that was? Get it in I two wanna, seconds. That was, I want to say it was 2006 or 7. It was, I feel like it was pretty quick after Battlefront 1. But it really opened up the series. You, had, you, you still had the core of what made Battlefront great, which was ground battles, control point fighting, Empire versus Rebels. But they added in all kinds of stuff. Uh, they added in a, a myriad of heroes, pretty much every major hero or villain in the series up to that point. Oh, okay, so Battlefront 2 was 2005, so it was a very short turnaround, uh, just a year later. Um, and they, they added all kinds of heroes of, and villains. They added a, a, a robust space combat, which was a lot of fun. Uh, the original one, I think, had... Uh, the droids versus the clones as well, right, Van? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong about that. No, but, it did. But but Battlefront Two kept that as well, and so you had all and and you just had all sorts of, uh, you know, a lot all sorts of different planets uh, where these battle ones. Pretty much every major location and planet, even ones that were only touched upon in the films had their own, you know, one or two full stages, you know, like especially in episode three, if you recall where, um, you know, they, they just kind of show snippets of a bunch of different planets where battles are taking place um, or the Jedi are being betrayed. Perhaps, you know, you maybe even only had one scene or two scenes in, in the whole, you know, six films. And yet it would have its own stage in battlefront two, like battlefront two was just incredibly expansive. And so now battlefront three, um, or as the, the title we're calling Battlefront 3, uh, has now come out uh, in 10 years later after, after Battlefront 2. Um, but I guess they decided that 10 years was a statute of limitations or something, because you may have noticed Star Wars Battlefront doesn't have a 3 in its tagline. It just says Star Wars Battlefront from EA. What are your thoughts on this? Man. So, Sorry. um, yeah, no, I was, I, I wanted to talk. Sorry, I know you were talking to me. Now, here's what I've been doing. I was, I was, I found that that was interesting. Also, that they went to Star Wars Battlefront. And there's a little EA tag as opposed to calling it Star Wars Battlefront Three. And what I've been able to find is that it, it seems that this version of Star Wars isn't the Battlefront Three that we're aware of. I guess there was an alpha, um game leaks trailer when it was under the, the previous developer. I can't remember the name of, of the original um, Battlefront. But when they were developing Battlefront 3, before it went on hiatus, um, it was essentially Battlefront 2 expanded. Uh, it was all the space combats and the um, cooperative missions, and it was everything that we loved about Battlefront 2 and more. There was more space combat. There were more vehicles. There, you know, Because I remember one thing about Battlefront 2 was there were a ton of different vehicles you can get in. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. It was all of that stuff and more and prettier and everything. It was amazing, and, it, it, and that's one of the reasons why it was so highly anticipated. What we're seeing now as Battlefront 
is not what we knew Battlefront 3 as before. So the fact that they didn't retain the name Battlefront 3 doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm thinking that is probably the main reason and the main difference as to why they did not stick with Battlefront 3 because it's not what we knew. It's not what leaked in alpha, um, what video, what screenshots and all the other stuff that people knew Battlefront 3 would be. And instead, it's EA's version of Battlefront. Therefore, they just called it Battlefront. You can't call it Battlefront 4 because 3 never came out. You can't call it 3 because it's really not what the community of gamers knew 3 would be. But my question is, how can you still call it Battlefront then if it's different? You know, that's, just, that's a good question. Maybe it, it doesn't seems need like, to be called Battlefront at all. Maybe I it's mean, Star Wars Fight Front or something. Right. Well, just I mean, completely different. I think about this a similar situation with Final Fantasy fourteen, right? Final Fantasy fourteen I know was kinda changed a lot from what it was originally envisioned to be, right? Like there was like thirteen verses and then fourteen and then all kinds of weird right, stuff. Right, thirteen verses but like, with the fifteen and yeah. I, I feel like there would be a lot of consternation if they came out and just decided to call what previously we knew as Final Fantasy 14 as Final Fantasy Square Enix be like well you know Square Enix wasn't the one who published the original Final Fantasy it was actually just Squaresoft so you know whatever right, right. Like, it's, like I don't know it doesn't sit well with me and maybe you can tell from my tone um I just I don't like it. I don't okay, like so it. what what don't you like about it? Now you made the 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 comparison that um like with the Final Fantasy comparison you just made you can't just change it, you know um, however the hell you please, but aside from the semantical title, like what don't you well, like about I, it? I don't like that there's already a Star Wars Battlefront. Like it shouldn't. Like there needs to be some dis. Like it's not. And Star Wars Battlefront EA is that really the title? Like that's a. I don't know. It just seems strange. Like I wish if they, I can understand your point about if they they had a Star Wars Battlefront three that they'd kind of been working on and they didn't want people to confuse what they'd seen in the development stages of that game with their game. Um, but I think that if that's the case, if you want to you know distance yourself, give it like rebrand it, like call it Star Wars Battlefront Frontlines or Star Wars Battlefront. You know, mm, okay. the Sith so, Awaken or the Force Awakens. So you're Awakens. okay with like, them keeping the battle front, yeah, but, but distinguish it differently. Distinguish it. Now, that's not, really good. That, yeah, that's you're, actually you're probably the best You're not Star Wars Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront was in 2004, and it was a great game, and I loved it. Okay, good point. I loved it. Shai, what are your thoughts on this? You've been quiet. I want to get you involved here. Yeah, no, I think I think the problem that, uh, that they probably faced, I think, is one, they probably didn't want to, I mean, like, not even just call it battlefront 3 they probably didn't want to like they probably wanted to distinguish it as its own series like as a starting point you know they didn't want to associate themselves with the with the previous series at all in that it's like along the same line so i think even if they did like battlefront front lines or battlefront whatever new saga you know like they i don't think they would want that i think they wanted to start fresh and a problem but the alternative problem is they didn't want to start so fresh that they lost out on all of the nostalgia and buy-in of all the fans from the previous battlefronts so they were like i think that's why you ended up with star wars battlefront because they wanted to be like hey let's when people see the name of this game, they're going to know what it is, or they're going to know what it harkens back to from, you know, to, you know, when he's, when a lot of people our age, when they're in their teens or early twenties playing, playing, you know, these games. And, uh, but at the same time, like we don't want it, we want to make a statement that this is like a new beginning or, you know, uh, so I don't know. I'm sure it was a tough decision for them. Whoever in the, in their organization has to pick names for games. I'm sure they, they really agonized over what to call it. I kind of wonder why they didn't just call it Star Wars Battlefield. <laughs> I mean, it's produced by. No, honestly, that yeah, that's, like, and that's really no what the gaming. If we're talking about what the gaming <laughs> community expected versus what they actually got, that's what the community expected. Once they realized that Dice, who was obviously the developer of the Battlefield series, it once they realized that Dice was actually working on the game, they really were calling it 
you know, Star Wars Battlefield or Battlefield yeah, Star Wars. People people joked about that on right. forums and stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's what people were expecting. Seems um, like so that that's really been a not that outlandish <laughs> to me that they would call it that. And then just going back to the developers of the original Battlefront One and Two, um, it was Pandemic Studios who developed and of course published by LucasArts, as opposed to mm. now it's or developed by Dice and it's produced by our infamous EA. Infamous I threw up a little bit. Uh, I think I felt when I bought the game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the game, the title aside, uh, the real important thing about a game isn't necessarily what it's called. It's what it's, what it feels like. What 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 is the content that's there? So we've all had a, a chance to teach of our own different degrees, um, perhaps. But uh, let's talk about the gameplay, Van. You, uh, I think, of the three of us, probably have the deepest pedigree as a first-person shooter um, aficionado. What what are your what are your first thoughts gameplay wise on on the game? Um, since we're gonna go through a lot of the categories individually, I'm just gonna touch uh, generally. I think the game plays well. I think it's very fluid. Um, I think that's in, in you know just completely related to how Dice does games. They do shooters really really well. Uh, like I said with the Battlefield series, it feels good. It feels like a shooter. I know. People recommend third person, but as you mentioned, I play FPSs like crazy, and, and being developed that way, I can't not play in first person. And yes, I realize I'm limiting my field of view for everybody who's listening, and and I can see them pointing their finger at me right now. But um, I still use first person. It shoots very well. It feels very good, and it sounds amazing. You really do feel like you're immersed in the um, Star Wars universe, and that's probably the coolest feeling I get out of it. And then, of course, we'll talk about the details of the battles and combat systems and development and everything later on the podcast. Yeah, I think they, the audio-visual design is definitely one of the strong points. Um, they, they obviously got the licensing to, to make everything as authentic as possible. Uh, what about you, Shai? You're no stranger to the first-person shooter scene either. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game and the time you spent with it? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, I don't know. I have to agree with pretty much everything Van says. I mean, I think it controls very well, but it, and it's a very pretty and, you know, a pretty game, very... Uh, interesting you know distinctive audio very you know star wars um i think that uh the use of lasers is interesting right i mean so ammo is something you get very used to in shooters and that's not an issue here it's all about uh, it's all about charging and not charging they brought back the reloading mechanic from the gears of war games basically which if you guys are ever familiar with active reloading kind of adds an interesting mechanic to like you know firefights um so i don't know i mean it's 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 definitely well designed um i would say that yeah, the, I, I think one of the the hardest parts was um, trying to st- not reload after every single combat <laughs> encounter. Yeah, like I do that all the time I'll, I'll too. sit there, end up killing someone or being well, not being killed, but after killing someone and turning around and you know ducking for cover or whatnot, s- spamming that square button to try to reload or whatever you use for your gaming peripheral. The only thing I think that I would add on is that. Um, it's nice that they did keep kind of the spirit of battle, the Battlefront games, which was kind of lower health and shorter respawns um, compared to some shooters. You know, like you don't have an overshield. You know, it's it's you know you take two or three hits and you're down, but then you usually can get back into the action pretty quickly. So that's that's a different approach than a lot of first-person shooters, but it's also kind of the Battlefront feel, in my opinion. I don't know how that compares to. Battlefield and Call of Duty because I don't play those as much, but it's kind of how I remember Battlefront being. 
Yeah, and that's um, that may be your opinion, but like you said, it's been a decade since they released Battlefront, so there's a lot of new gamers who who aren't familiar with the Battlefront series or who haven't played it that way, and they're only familiar with the COD or the Battle Battlefield or whatnot, where you do have. I mean, you take like seven bullet shots before you die, and then if you put the game in like hardcore mode or whatnot, then it acts more like what Battlefront does today. And a lot of people are saying, or some of the um, criticism that I've read a lot on on Reddit and other sites is that you do die too easily. They say like you can't get into a groove, you can't get anything because after two shots you're dead. They spawn you back up and they say you're just basically just meat shielding the entire the entire time. And I'm like, no man, play more cautious. You know, be be more um, careful with with where you're poking your head out and whatnot. But like you said, even if, even the fact that you die, you can get back into it right away. But it has, I guess that comment that you made has been praised and also been spat upon at sure, the same I mean, time. I mean, it can, it can be very frustrating, especially in a battle where it's 20 on 20. You know, Absolutely. if you can only take two or three shots, it's, it's pretty easy to get pegged by somebody. Even <laughs> There's so many people running around, you know, it's not a three on three deathmatch game or something. You know what I mean? In a lot of those modes anyway. Uh, and speaking of that, let's talk a little bit about the game mode. So um, there's some, there's some pretty glaring omissions, in my opinion, from the game modes. However, with that said, they do offer you a host of different ways to play the game. Uh, so we're limit our discussion for the first portion here to multiplayer. So multiplayer, there are a lot of different modes. There are, uh, I, I think, what like nine or ten, yeah, there's right? Nine. Different nine different um, game types. Um, but it seems to me that they're, in a lot of cases, a lot of them are kind of different variations of the same one would you agree with that yeah absolutely uh especially when you when you talk about kind of the capture points and i know we're, we're going to talk about this the what is traditionally known as conquest um where you have five points on a map you know or three points on a map alpha bravo charlie and you have to hold all three points and while you hold the points your team gains more points and whatnot um that mode doesn't exist but i know we'll talk about that a little bit but the maps that or the modes that do exist are just variations of themselves for example the capture point one they have there's um what they call droid hold on a sec droid capture i think or something like that i'll look up the name but basically or, or give me one second here drop zone where a drop pod will fall down you'll capture the drop pod you have to hold it and that's basically your mobile um, conquest point and then they have something called droid run where instead of a drop pad or drop pod dropping and you protecting it the droid is moving across the map and then you have to protect the droid and then of course they have supremacy where you have these um, points on the map that you have to conquer the points and then as soon as you're done conquering the points new points will spawn so that's just three variations of essentially the same thing with with just small 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 changes to them so yeah they have nine different ones but how many stand the test of time it's probably going to be three two or three when it's all done. Yeah. And I've already heard that Australia is having problems filling a lot of the maps. Now, I don't know if that has to do with net coding and party finder, or if it actually has to do with a lack of people playing other modes other than supremacy and, and uh, Walker assault. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when I think about it, there's probably three or four real distinct modes. I can think of there's some sort of capture type as you just enumerated a couple of the different variations. There's the Walker assault, which was kind of, uh, thrown out there in the beta where basically the Imperials are attacking uh, with Imperial walkers, the AT-ATs, um, uh, and they, you, most iconically, that's on the Battle of Hoth, but in the game, I think you can do it on all, is it three or, out of the four plants, or is there a Walker there's Assault four. for all four? There's four there plants. Are, okay, so there's a Walker Assault for all four plants then? Yes. 
And so you've got that. You've got heroes versus villains, where which was a mode that was made famous in Battlefront 2. But um, the interesting thing about that game is Battlefront 2 had probably eight to ten villains per side, heroes or villains per side that you could play as. Uh, you know, you could play as Luke, you could play as Yoda, you could play as Obi-Wan, you could play as Leia, Chewbacca, uh, Han, you know, like pretty much anybody you can think of. Like, uh, it was it was a huge laundry list. I was very surprised to find that in the heroes versus villains mode here in Battlefront EA, um, I gotta stop myself from saying Battlefront 3 all the time, uh, there's only three heroes per side. It's, it's really the three iconic ones, uh, Vader, Palpatine, and Boba Fett on the Empire, and Luke, Leia, and Han on the Rebels. For now. For now, yes, for now. Um, presumably we'll get more eventually, but it just seemed like a very small roster, um, which which somewhat surprised me. And then, of course, the final real mode type is is there is pseudo space combat it's not really space combat but it's vehicular combat right um where you can fight you know tie fighters versus x-wings but it's all in an it's atmospheric so it's all above planet like it's not out in space there's no capital ships anything like that it's really just dog fighting in the air above hoth or or uh Sullust or wh- wherever you happen to be Endor. So, Which is interesting because you, you the oh, way the aircraft fly, you can fly inverted and it'll stay inverted. You can fly horizontal, stay horizontal, whatever. It, and some people are saying, why not just splash a black background with some dots so that you're fighting in space? You know, or instead of using the terrain like rocks and whatnot as the ground, why not use a super star destroyer as the ground and essentially make the feel that you're in space? So obviously it begs the question, are they planning on doing something like that in the future? Um, They do have a really expensive season pass, which we'll talk about later. And I'm wondering if that's why they're they're holding out, because they want to create that demand. They want to hear from the public and then say, oh, look, we're your saviors. Here it is. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a good point. I think, um, and we again we have a little bigger section on this in the future. But to me, it seems that the game was crafted as a as a 2015 title, right? Like this is this is the new model. Like there is obviously a lot of money to be made releasing it piecemeal. Like it doesn't like the games like Battlefront Two, where they give you so much content and they give you everything in the box. Like those games don't really exist anymore, with the exception of you know, small developers like, uh, um, what's the, what's those guys who did Witcher Three, who, uh, Turn it, re- yeah, it's uh, someone than R. I'll look it up, um, and we'll clean it up later. But you know, like there's a couple there's a couple studios out there who still do it the old way, but not 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 an EA driven company, right? <laughs> like DLC is pretty much a guarantee. They're usually not known for their money grabs, though. Uh, developer's All project. Right. Project Red. CG project CD project red. Right. With pro- project red. With right. a K. With a K. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean I knew, I knew there was something like that in there. That's why I didn't want to say it wrong. So, uh, cuz they did a good job. I loved Witcher 3 as I've mentioned in the past. That game is awesome. Smiley, <laughs> why is there no conquest mode in multiplayer? Well, that's a million dollar question and maybe maybe it's still another part of the DLC, you know, maybe it's something that's coming up, but it, it seems like the conquest mode is what is, and maybe they wanted to get away from, like you said before, the 
the historical Battlefront series, which that's what it was. Like there weren't there weren't other game modes. Really. There was heroes versus villains, but even heroes versus villains was still kind of a conquest type. Like you still had command points, I believe, in those in those fights. So it's like. I don't know, like, it, it was really the core of the series and the fact that there's no traditional conquest with, you know, just set points on a map. Um, I don't know. Shy, do you have any idea? Well, like, what do you think the reason for that omission is? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I didn't... <laughs> you two have you both didn't... played the original Battlefront, so I have not. So I can't yes. say that, like, I don't sit... You know, I have other issues with Battlefront, the game, but that not none of them are. Oh, there's not this conquest mode. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they would have taken it out. I think that you saying that maybe they'll add it later, I think is definite, definitely possible. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's I, I, two big ahead, gripes. Two big gripes. Um, one of them is the lack of conquest mode. And then the second one I'll, I'll touch on later, but it's the lack of cooperative online um, play. Um, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit later. Yeah, I think the only last thing I want to do on Conquest Mode that we can move to the single-player side of it is um, it for whatever reason, and I haven't spent the amount of time with this game as I did with the other ones, so so maybe I just need to give it time. But the, the thing that was great about Conquest Mode is it felt like you were fighting a war, like you were the rebels and you're fighting off the Empire. Like it felt like a battlefield or a battlefront, as it were. And... With a lot of these littler modes in in this game, it doesn't. You don't have. I don't feel like there's that epic scale. It feels more like it feels more like what it is, which is like a, you know, a, a, um, a, an instance queue-based matchmaking game where like you know you're playing a match. You know, it feels more like a, a for more like a game and less like an epic struggle for galactic conquest, which. You know, maybe I'm asking too much, but that's the that's the thing when I think back on the previous Battlefront games is like it it felt a lot like you, you felt like you were a part of you know the war effort, fighting fighting the rebels, fighting the empire, and like that's what the game was designed to do. And this one feels just feels a lot more piecemeal. It feels like a lot of other first person shooters do today. Um, like it is like it's lost something in there, and I think the missing conquest mode is is a part of that, but. Maybe I'm just too demanding. Maybe I want things to be too much like the past and not enough like the future. So let's talk briefly about the single-player side of it, because I think that's something else that was a disappointment to a lot of people. Um, the the there's So for anyone who doesn't know, the single-player mode is basically... comes in two flavors. You have little missions that you can do, which to call them even missions are kind of... a I don't know. I went into them a little bit, and they they didn't seem really that in depth. It was kind of like, you know, go out here and you know kill X number of enemies, or you know, go from point A to point B shooting things. And the other side of it was you had kind of a, a survival uh, survival arena where like it plops you on a battlefield and you fight off wave after wave of enemies for as long as you can uh, until you die. There's no campaign mode, which isn't necessarily a surprise. I think, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 did have a campaign, um, but it wasn't a very robust one, I don't feel like. It, it wasn't anything, uh, crazy. It was really more of, like, a tutorial to try to get you into the game if you'd never played before. Um, and, Van, I know you want to talk about this, and you touched on it a little bit, that there's no, there's no co-op against the computer. And, I mean, there's not really a conquest mode, to use for that, but I mean, I think a lot of us who played the previous 
Battlefront games, like one of the great replay things was you you could play in those big battles against the against the AI. Like you didn't have it didn't have to be in a multiplayer online deathmatch all the time. It could be you fighting off waves of soldiers by yourself or with a friend uh, to try to try to win these conquest points. And I know that's something that I'm disappointed. In. That that's what I liked probably the best. Like I played the original Battlefront games primarily solo. Like I played a little bit with, with Van and some other guys online, but mostly it was a game that I was a one player game for me. Is that something that you uh, would agree with Van? Yeah. It, like I said, the two, the two biggest um, issues that I have with it, and it sounds like we're bashing them a lot. Don't, don't misunderstand. I actually like the game a lot, um, but there were two, two main things that I didn't like. Number one was a lack of conquest. That was one of the things I was really looking forward to. Number two, and this one really hurt me close to home. Um, was the fact that there is no cooperative um, play against AI. So it's not you and a buddy, whether local or online, being able to play against the AI. And one of my greatest gaming moments and most fun time I've ever had playing any game on any console throughout my entire life was a Battle of Kashyyyk I did with and somebody who you guys know on this podcast as Bentendo. Um, he did a couple podcasts or a podcast with us on the Taken King, I believe it was, the Taken King episode. But him and I, 10 years ago, um, you know, playing Battle of Kashyyyk at my house on our PlayStation 2. And it was one of the most epic battles I've ever had. Basically, you had the ticker where two, 200 of the enemy versus 200 of you. And it they ended up killing all of our people. And there were still like 71 enemies left. And there were only two points left on, on our side. And those two points were myself and Ben. So it was basically us two versus the entire world. We hunkered down in a pillar on the on the ba Battle of Kashyyyk shoreline next to two droids, a rearmament droid and a resupply droid uh, or rehealth droid. And we were able to take down all of the remaining 71 or however many people it was. It was about an hour fight because we were barely po poking our head out. It was absolutely epic. If you can imagine the screams that <laughs> happened afterwards and to find out that this new game, we wanted to revisit that, re you know, uh, make it on a different planet or whatnot. And to find out that you can't do cooperative versus AI really, really disappointed me because of that moment. I'm telling you, it was one of my favorite times, one of the greatest moments in gaming history. The Battle of Kashyyyk, it'll go down. Well, not only can you not do it, like the game mode that you played doesn't even exist anymore. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. Like it was fun. Like I, I don't have a story quite that epic, and but, but I, I was definitely in situations like that uh, in that game where like you're the last life, you know, like you're the last living member, and you know if you die, it's over, and yep. you're like fighting yep. and trying, like just trying to play defensive and and yep, whittle exactly. them down, like, hunker down. Yep. Like I'm that. I mean, telling you. Next the, time you the, talk to Benny, just nah. say Battle of Kashyyyk, and his <laughs> eyes will just light up, and a tear will come down. I promise you, it was so much fun, so good. And I mean, you're right, the yeah. mode doesn't even exist, let alone the co cooperative ability to play said mode. So I was completely torn about that, and um, for that reason, I really don't consider this Battlefront Three either. It's just Battlefront by EA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely isn't. Uh, you know, it's. I don't know. It's all right. Shine now, Shy. You again. You haven't. You've been a little bit quieter on this, I know, because you don't have the history with Battlefront. Did you have you tried out any of the single player missions and and co op stuff? Do you have anything on that? Yeah, I mean, Van and I went through the training missions um, and aced all of those. That's that's really all I touched the missions. We were then going to do some of uh, there's some other like uh, there's the survival missions and then there's another type of mission that's like a, just like a like a death match. I forget if it's just like a it sounds like yeah. just fighting basically. It's like a battling mission, but we were going to do those. And then Van's like, oh yeah, I tried these the other day with Sheenie, or you know, and uh, and you can't play them co-op. So it's 
if you play with a friend, you guys have to play each other, basically. And right. whoever gets the highest score wins. Like, there's no... So oh, we didn't, really? It's we didn't really touch. Yeah, so we didn't... Well, if you play with a... Yeah, exactly. If you play by yourself, then you can go up against the... the go up against the AI. But, uh, I don't know. So I didn't... Uh, that's all I've done is the training missions. Now, I have a question for you guys about Conquest. Um, so was there no respawning in Conquest? No, there was, but you had like a respawn counter. So, for example, like Vance, oh, yeah. it yeah. was like your cool. army so, size was and it went, 200 went versus 200. Yeah, correct. And the, yeah. the player, the uh, at any given time, 20 would be fielded on each side. Yeah, yeah. So every time somebody gets killed or every time you get a kill, you, you're lowering their their reinforcements or whatever you and call it. they're right. lowering yours and then as you can as you captured conquest points if yeah. you had an imbalance in your favor it would hurt their reinforcements so like you would basically be getting kills for free by having more conquest points and obviously that accelerated the more you had so if you had total control of a map their reinforcements are going to plummet uh, but even if that happened like if the people who are alive were still good enough they could you know, overcome it perhaps. So it was, it was a really well-balanced system. I felt like the conquest points were very important, but you couldn't just lose cause you didn't have a conquest point. Like you still had, uh, you still, it just would give you a, a leg up, so to speak. So battlefield has almost, I think the exact same mode. And is it called conquest as well, van? Like, I think it may be. Yeah, it is called conquest. So they have, and, and I, that's my favorite mode in battlefield. So now that you guys describe it, I really do wish that this mode existed in star Wars. And I think it's it would just... actually, I think going back to, and I, I will probably get into this a little bit, but just I think it would fix one thing that I, I don't like about the game where I just feel like it's spammy, kind of like what you guys are saying. Like, it's very easy to die quick, and then you just respawn right away, and you're back in the action. And it feels like you almost aren't making a difference in the game. You have no impact. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, the the puzzle of why there's no co-op mode, perhaps, or, and, and I'm sorry, no conquest mode. Perhaps they're just saving it for their big DLC. Say, this is what people want, well, we'll give it to you for... 1999. Only time will tell. Uh, I know we haven't really gotten into the critiques of this game. <laughs> uh, that's all we've done is bash the game, and I'm sorry about that. But we do have a couple other things that we were going to talk about specifically, uh, maybe some other things that, that we didn't like, and then some final thoughts. And we do want to look forward to uh, to some of this DLC, that some of it's already been announced, some of it maybe we can speculate on hope, things that we hope they add. Um, but first, we're going to take a break with a message from our sponsors. This rap song brought to you by Thanksgiving Raps. Why am I giving thanks for all these rebels that I spanks? Rolling with my stormtroopers coming up on their flanks so we can shoot them in the side. Shoot them where they pee. Motherfucking rebels come, they can't touch me. Cause I'll switch to Palpatine, shooting lightning all around. Then come back as Lord Vader, lightsaber to your crown. Then I'll jack you up as Luke, force push you to the floor. Then I'll switch to Master Yoda. Wait, he ain't in the game no more? Oh, wait a minute, he was in Battlefront 2, what the fuck? He will probably be included in paid DLC. Man, that's some bullshit, I'm out. And we're in with Focus Target, the podcast. We're back with the second half, and uh, we thought we'd clean up our uh, our discussion of the Battlefront uh, EA version uh, by just kind of talking about some of the things, and we've talked about it a little bit already, maybe more than we meant to, but kind of maybe just kind of things that... that we would like to see changed about the game things that that we feel maybe the game is lacking or uh you know you know things that we were kind of disappointed because i think uh shy van and i all three were very excited about this game and and while it's uh, as van said it's not a bad game and and there's a lot of enjoyment to be had uh, i i would 
I think I speak for all three of us when I say maybe it hasn't lived up to the lofty expectations we had for it. Um, on on my side, I would say that that my biggest disappointment is that it's, it's, it's just a step down from Battlefront 2. I mean, Battlefront 2 is a 10-year-old game, and this game just makes me want to go play that. I play this, and I'm like, man, like I kind of just want to go play Battlefront 2. And I am, you know, definitely a nostalgic gamer, and I like to replay old games. But I, you know, that if that's the best your game can do is make me want to go play a game that came out ten years ago, uh, there's something there. Um, we talked about the lack of single player depth. We talked about the lack of a conquest mode. Those are things that um, I think could definitely be fixed with with DLC in the future. They could easily add that kind of stuff, which would be really cool. And the same thing with the lack of heroes. Like again, like that was just something that struck me. Where I was looking forward to, you know, having some of these duels between Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi or Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn. Like, none of those guys are even in the game. Like, those are serious heroes that, that need to be added at some point. Um, Shy, what Speaking about of heroes, like, oh, Jar Jar Binks isn't even in it. Yeah, that is that is a travesty. This, you like, mean the Sith Lord? Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> however you, whatever you think about Jar Jar Binks, you can't, uh, you can't deny that it'd be nice to Daddy? shoot him in the face with a blaster yeah. or chop him in half with a lightsaber. A training, mission, a training mission teaching that he's blasters is a tied up Jar Jar Binks and he's the target. Uh, is, uh, you know, I shouldn't admit this on the air, but I actually don't mind Jar Jar that much. Me he's all right. He's all he's, right. He's the comedic relief that he's... Well, I mean, I don't know if Star Wars needed because it was typically more dark than that, but... He was not, not that much terrible. worse. He's not that much worse than C-3PO. He's like a Jamaican C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> I, he's, he just seemed overdone, right? I feel like he oh, was just, he was sure. just no, way too... Blumbering uh, idiot. And it's, and it's very very childish humor, you know, the, the yeah. whole tongue thing and whatnot. Yeah. Like, Tripping, I mean, it's not, clumsiness. It's, yeah, it's not exactly a highbrow Whereas the uh, you know, was witty. Subtlety. witty. Yeah. He was very witty. He was too witty. That's what people didn't get it. That was the problem. Right. Like, his, his wit was lost on the masses, and so they had to dumb it down and bring Jar Jar in, so... Um, Nevertheless, you, Battlefront. <laughs> you, you know, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to take us off the beaten path here because I want to talk about this. There's, there's been an internet rumor floating around recently that Jar Jar Binks. You alluded to it that Jar Jar Binks is secretly a, a Sith Lord in disguise, and that we we've been misled this whole time, and that you know he's he's played us all for gullible fools that we've fallen into his trap of thinking he's insignificant. Um, and so I I gave it credence. I thought it was a really well written. Uh, piece on the internet and uh, if, if you want just google Jar Jar Binks is a Sith and I'm sure you'll find uh, find the article but I decided to go through uh, with a little bit more investigative research and I, I watched recently all three of the, the prequel movies uh, with my lovely girlfriend uh, this last week or two and I, I watched very carefully to see if I could prove out whether Jar Jar Binks really was acting suspiciously you know like I tried to watch the movie assuming that he is the most devious Sith in the history of the galaxy. And having watched all three films, I just, I just can't, I just don't see the evidence. It's just not there. Like there's too much dumb stuff that he does when <laughs> nobody is around to see it. Like he, he'd be the greatest character actor in the world to be a complete idiot when nobody's around. Like who's he performing for? Like, I, I think, I think it was an interesting concept, but uh, I don't think the, the film pans it out. Unfortunately, it would have been a pretty cool thing if, if it had turned out to be true, if there'd been all this hidden evidence that he was actually more than he seemed, but I don't think so. 
sorry to take us down a path that has nothing to do with Star Wars Battlefront, but uh, <laughs> you brought it up, and you know it's my podcast too, so I'm running. Indeed. With it. All right, uh, Shy. Let's hear what, what what do you think about the game? Uh, what what what's missing in your uh, opinion? I mean, I feel like in in a certain situation, a lot of what we're going to critique may just sound like the s- different sides of the same coin, right? Like I think that yes. one, of, one of the biggest frustrations I've had is lack of content. I feel like, um, and I know Van and I have talked about this in the past, but like. When I after after playing it, I feel like the price point for this game should not have been sixty dollars. I feel like in my mind, I would have been a lot more comfortable paying forty dollars for this game instead of sixty dollars. Yeah, I agree with um, that. And uh, and I don't know, like, and and the pro- I don't know, like, I feel like there's a lot of other, like, the fact that they've already announced the season pass is not the. I feel like that's not the um, the major sin. I feel like a lot of games nowadays launch yes. and the season pass is announced immediately. Like we know there's planned <laughs> DLC can, for the next year. Pre-order, you can pre-order um, games with the season pass. Exactly. Now. Like, exactly. Very so I don't think that's that's the I don't think that's the problem. Because a lot of those games still have a lot of longevity right off the bat. It just it just feels fairly empty. And I think one thing I touched on earlier was just I feel like one thing that's been frustrating to me, I guess, is I feel like just because of um Maybe it's just how focused the maps are, or whatever. Um, I just feel like like a, a lack of player impact, and maybe it's just because I'm not very good at the game right now, and maybe I'll get better and enjoy it more. But I feel like, like it is, it just seems very spammy. Just like you, very quick to die, very quick to respawn, get back in the action, and it just you know, it's, it's a repetitive cycle instead of like feeling like as you kill people, the res- yeah, yeah, the resistance cha- resistance changes stuff like that. Well, I mean, that's I mean, that's one of the drawbacks to a game like this, right? Like this kind of system where if you have a very short respawn timer, like you're more likely to feel that way, right? Like the kills you make are less mm-hmm. significant because people are replaced that much faster. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, the nature of the beast for sure. Uh, one thing I would point out to what you said that, you know, just because it has a season pass doesn't mean it doesn't have a lot of content. I would point to two games that I believe launched with season passes, and that would be Destiny and Borderlands 2. Both of those had season passes available from day one and had planned expansions, but I feel like both of those games were pretty pretty fleshed out and had a lot to offer, um, even without any DLCs. People will argue with you, you know. I think, pretty heavily about Destiny, but I think really? if, but I think, yeah, there's, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, yeah, there's a t- tremendous controversy about cut content with Destiny, you know, content mm. that was cut from the original release. Like a lot of people think that was a bare bones game on release, but I think that if you ask them to compare Battlefront to Destiny, I think Destiny <laughs> would probably still win out. I think that's the thing. Like, I, there, there was, See, there I, I remember up. feeling like before anything came out, like we had spent a lot of time in Destiny, like, like. By the time we leveled, through, went through the main story, there was a lot of storyline missions, getting to 20, and then the game opened up with like the gear and whatnot, getting your light up to 30. Like, I don't know. I, I to me, there was a lot of content in the original Destiny because I remember saying, like, man, this has been a pretty good value even without these little mini expansions to come next. But well, and I think some of that maybe that's I, just me. Some of that might also be the fact, and I I should have mentioned this. So I guess I guess thank you for bringing that up because I guess this would be my last critique. But there's I feel like I feel like there's not much progression. I feel like that was one thing Destiny had. Like a lot of shooters nowadays integrate RPG elements into them. Even even like you know just straight up shooters like COD and Battlefield have you know either weapon upgrades and and perk upgrades and, and you're and you're leveling up. And even though this game has weapons and and abilities you can purchase with credits it seems it's from my understanding is you 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 can get all of that fairly quickly like it's not that constant well, draw and, and of it, trying to and it doesn't seem like they make a huge difference either right like it seems huh? like 
I think I mean, there there's, are there's different styles of guns, but it's not like yeah. you unlock a gun that's significantly better. It's just different. I think so the abilities maybe it's... are more of a are more of a impact. Like yeah, the, I guess it's like, like cards you can get. Yeah, that's true. So that would be right. my two cents. All right. Van, what about you? Well, to piggyback on your on your character um, customization or RPG element, um, when I wrote up my portion of this uh, podcast, I did mention character customization was lacking, uh, not only visually, but as well as the equipment and, like you said, how all the guns really seem to feel the same and all that good stuff. But I'm actually going to change that now. Um, as I've gotten more and more hours into it, uh, I've unlocked a, a, a completely additional hand, and I can actually change my equipment or, or what we typically know as a loadout, I could change my loadout on the fly, um, or at least after I die and, and come back with a new loadout, and I do feel like it does give you an advantage or a disadvantage depending on the type of equipment you're you're carrying. If you're on the Empire side during a walker assault, you're going to want eye on everything, eye on torpedo, iron grenades, whatever, to take down all the machines. If you're on the Rebel side, you're going to want anti-infantry, so it's going to be, you know, impact grenades and maybe the guided missiles. So, um, as I started playing, I actually like the character customization over time so the development when you start unlocking these hands like shy said it is real easy to unlock everything so yeah that that you know new weapon or whatnot that that unlocking ability feeling will be lost probably in the next 10 hours but as i'm unlocking stuff it is it does feel really good to play different hands which is a loadout they call them hands in the game um unlocking cards so i i actually give them kudos for having some customization considering the old battlefronts didn't have anything at all you either chose a blaster um you know or you chose your specific loadout ahead of time whether you're well, heavy or infantry well, or whatnot yeah but i mean you had classes in that game and you don't have that in this correct. game right like correct. i mean i think you may be right that there's more options once you get into it but there's definitely uh when you first jump into the game it seems a lot more limited because you're you only have one class type. Now that's, you can, that's you can slice dark. your class differently with different equipment, but you know you had that in previous battlefronts where you could just load as a as a heavy trooper and have a rocket launcher and right and a you know special ability like a a, a jetpack or something you know. But again, that, I mean that's somewhat a different of a different game, so it's not like as 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 we've mentioned, the the series is obviously trying to delineate itself, and so maybe that's you know. I kind of miss the classes personally, but I haven't unlocked everything either. So maybe as I unlock more, I'll I'll feel that replacement the same way you do. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the DLC then. Um, so they've they've already they've already made available a fifty dollars season pass. So basically, the cost of the game again. And from my understanding. And if you guys want to flesh this out, uh, I'd appreciate it. It, it. There's the season pass will get you four, quote unquote, epic expansion packs that have uh, some new game. That's going to be adding new game modes. Apparently, four game modes, four new heroes and villains. And do you know is that four heroes and villains each, or just four total? The official maybe site says sure. that. I bet I would I would be willing to bet it's four each. Like that seems yeah. like like maybe each expansion pack will release one of each you know side basically. And that, that's what think. it looks like. And then sixteen multiplayer maps as well. So I mean, if you slice that into four expansion packs, it it maths out pretty good. Where you get one hero, one villain, and four new maps and one new game mode with each expansion. So what I, what I'm interested in with that is I wonder how that's going to work for people who don't buy the season pass, but try to piecemeal it. Like, <laughs> can you, like if I, if I buy one expansion pack, cause it has a game mode that I like, 
and you buy a different expansion pack, how is that going to limit how we can play together? Like, it, that'll be really interesting to me. Right, like if they introduce the new heroes into the heroes versus villain mode, and somebody doesn't have that, that hero unlocked because yeah. of that expansion, can they still play hero versus villain with their friends? Right, and my guess is they, probably going to be no. But oh, they've got to be able to. Like maybe there's the, those heroes and villains aren't in their in their selectable pool. Maybe like because it's randomized, right? Like you randomly get assigned a, a hero or villain. Maybe they just can't get assigned the new ones, and everybody else can. Like I feel like that would be very, and not that they, not that companies don't make stupid decisions, but in my opinion, that'd be a very stupid decision to isolate your player base, like, like, but like in pre-existing game types, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I know that's. I mean, that's just something that's come up in in other games with different expansions. Where if you get one expansion but not the other, how does that interplay work? So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how that how it all comes together with this. Um, and I believe the first one is the Battle of Jakku. Um, yeah, which Jakku. I think I think a lot of people got that, which is one of the new planets from the new movie. I believe. Now, here's here's what's interesting is I don't think that's an expansion pack. I think that's that's just a DLC. It's just so a I don't know DLC. How uh, they're going yeah. to how are they going to distinguish between what is a DLC <laughs> and what is an expansion pack? Because now this is this is something that people might like a lot. This is a DLC. It's the Battle of Jakku. It's available on December eighth for people who pre-order the game, and then the following week or two weeks later for everybody. Um, I, I think it's the two weeks later for everyone. But this is a free DLC that they're offering. They're not asking you to pay for this nothing. It comes with two new maps um, and a completely new game mode called Turning Point Mode, where um, basically it's the Rebels are trying to advance forward as opposed to the Empire advancing forward, where there's certain points, the Rebels have to take those points, and then new points become available for them to take while pushing back the Empire. But it's free. You don't have to pay anything. You don't even have to put in any codes. You just will download it when it when it gets released to the public on December 22nd for everyone and then December 8th for preloads and it'll just be in your system to play for fun. Here you go. Have fun. Are they going to keep doing that with new maps? Are they going to keep introducing new game modes? So what's interesting is in an article today from the Christian Post, actually, they quote the executive vice president of EA, Patrick, and I don't know, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last name well. It's like Soderlund. Um... But he says, we are planning to support Star Wars Battlefront with new content well into the future. We'll be adding more of what you love about the game, like new maps and star cards, for free in the coming months, in addition to all of the content we have coming with Season Pass. So that's a great point. I think both of you and Smiley, like, how are they going to balance that? And how does this whole smorgasbord of free updates and Season Pass, like, how do they interplay with each other and lock, you know, what kind of limitations will those apply? Well, so maybe that's a good segue into to our next topic, which is what what do we hope is coming down the pipeline, uh, whether it be in a free update or a, or a season pass? Like what I mean, besides obviously the correction to the things that that we would like that we've already addressed, what what do we want to see this game turn into? Shy, let me start with you. Um. I one of my favorite modes, and I guess one thing we didn't really get into was when we talked about multiplayer was you know we like you said we've been pretty critical in this whole this whole podcast. We one thing we didn't really talk about was like what what about what modes we really like, like what are our favorite current multiplayer modes. And I would have to say personally, one of mine is the uh, is the um, fighter squadron mode, where the one we were talking about, where it was the atmospheric with the small craft. And I would love kind of like what you what you guys were talking about. I would love to see them do something more fully fleshed out, like a space combat with capital ships, like maybe like you know like similar to how Walker Assault is on the maybe there's like star destroyer assault and you have to like take out a star destroyer right and you have like an army of little you know small craft like basically you know taking out key points on this capital ship or something i think there's a lot of cool stuff they could do in space i would love to see see them do something like that 
Yeah, I mean that was that was probably my favorite mode from Battlefront Two, was the capital ship battles where you you know you had a star destroyer against a Mon Calamari cruiser and both sides were dogfighting and like you take out the shield generators and take out different points on each ship and like, I mean you would dock it was just on the so ship cool. it was awesome yeah. well that was the thing. there so, were so many ways you could attack combat. it right yeah, yeah or like, just ground combat yeah you could take a you could take a carrier inside and try to land right. it in their ship which was hard to do but if you did yeah. then you'd have a spawn point in their ship and your team could spawn there and be killing the pilots and sabotaging I remember their many a times waiting for Smiley's aircraft to come and just see him go into the side of a freaking <laughs> bolt cruiser or something. <laughs> Those things were hard to fly. Man. They were. But it just it's it's cool that yeah. you know 10 year old technology you can go from a ground based operation to a space operation back to a ground based operation where you're taking out you know like he's mentioned shield generators and whatnot so you could eventually bring down this giant well, you know star destroyer or something correct me if i'm wrong but i'm i'm pretty sure that they teased when this first game was first announced one of the things they teased was the idea of like space combat going on in the air above a ground yes. combat where yes. the ships could then like dip down and join the ground fight Correct. or then fly up in there and join the air. Like it was like two, basically two battles going on simultaneously interacting with each other, which everybody was like, Whoa. And then they were like, well, that's not quite ready. You just have these in atmosphere battles for now. I mean, I, I, I agree with Shy that the space combat one is really, or the, the fighter squadron mode, which is, you know, using the aircraft is a lot of fun. I, when Shy and I were just playing the training missions uh, just yesterday, the day before that, it was really cool being able to pick out our targets, and I'm blasting them, and over my left shoulder, inside the cockpit, I'm seeing blasters from an X-Wing, and I know it's Shy, like, covering my back. Like, that was a lot of fun. So I can just imagine if they did it on a, on a grander scale with more people... You know, imagine the three of us flying in formation, you know, cover us, Red Leader. Dude, we'd be porkins <laughs> it up all over the place. Yes, very appropriate for uh, the end of our podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody would, would love to see see more of that. I, I'm, I'd like to see um, some more single-player options, and we talked about that a lot already, but I'd love to see a conquest mode or a campaign, like a true like story-based campaign where you fight through some of these planets and you know, it doesn't even have to be the conquest type of thing. Like, I'd just like to see something where it's not just me pitting pitted up against the best the internet has to offer. Because, um, unfortunately, and the reasons maybe that I don't play first-person shooters as much as Man and Shy is that I'm just not as good. And uh, Shy mentioned earlier in the podcast that he thought that maybe he didn't enjoy the game as much because he just wasn't that good at it. And I definitely think I fall into that boat. That, like... I don't know if it's the type of game that's deep enough and is going to hold me long enough that I really want to invest a lot of time at getting good at it. Um, and so it, it can be frustrating when when you're constantly playing against real players. Like I, I, That's why I liked the previous Battlefronts, because they had against AI. And even the AI on the hardest difficulty was maybe challenging for me, but not overly challenging for me it didn't it wasn't to the point of frustration a lot of times so um i hope i hope there's a little bit more um given in, in, in future content updates that give you some more single player options that are a little bit more exciting and filling Ben, did you have anything else besides what we've talked about yeah really just piggybacking off of what you said i i, I want all those Not things back, that you guys bro. mentioned but i also want i also want um more ability to play with my friends against AI. 
as opposed to just mm, if I want to yeah, play with more yeah. than one person, I have to play against other people. I'd rather just play against the AI. That way we can set up the map however we want, have fun, just communicate. And, you know, I, I obviously want to kind of relive or revisit the Battle of Kashyyyk that I had, you know, a decade ago and see if I can't ever bring that back up with this new game with prettier graphics and better sounding blasters. So more, if they can introduce more content that is single player or at least co-op based versus AI, that would make me really happy. Well, with all the, you know, planned updates they have, whether they be free or paid for, you know, they can keep our fingers crossed that maybe even though there's a lot that we're not happy with, with the game right now, that, you know, before its life cycle is over, perhaps, you know, perhaps some of these things will be, will be addressed. Shy, anything else before we wrap this up? All I can say is that uh, listening to you guys talk so much about Battlefront 2, I wish I could change you my... You want to play it. No, right, play it. Let's just go so, play. no, no, hold on. Like, I, wish, I wish I could change the game I want for Christmas to HD remaster of Battlefront 2. <laughs> 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 Come on, Pandemic yes. Games. What are you doing? That would be so dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's licensing. I'm sure EA has an exclusive Battlefront grip right now. So... Christmas miracle indeed, my friend. Van, any last thoughts for you before we wrap this one up? No, I know we bash the game a lot. Um, it's a very enjoyable game. It's not one that I'm going to pick up and play for hours on end like I know some people have. This is really my, my filler when, hey, I got 15 minutes before I have to go to work or something like that. I'm going to pop it in. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be in the Star Wars universe, and I'm going to be happy about it. Fair enough. Well, if you have some comments on what you think about Star Wars Battlefront by EA or anything else about our podcast, maybe you don't like the way I talk or the way I roll my R's, uh, let us know. We can be found on the Twitters. You can befriend us at Focus Target. Um, you can email us at the Focus Target Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we also have a blog. It's focustarget.wordpress.com, which usually is just to announce our new things. And of course, our, our uh, podcast is now on iTunes, so please get it there. We're on YouTube for this last episode. This is our one last episode on YouTube. If you're listening to us on YouTube, please do subscribe to us on iTunes uh, through the iTunes store. We're a free podcast to download. Uh, you can also get us if you have an iPhone by going to the podcast app that is uh, come stock on your iPhone 5 or greater, I think, or maybe just on the current IS. Uh, you should have the podcast app where you can just search for Focus Target Podcast and download us that way. So thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to have you. Uh, we'll see you next time on Focus Target. I'm Smiley. This is Shy. And I'm Van. As always, cover us, Porkins. We're out.